Hi, everybody. This is a podcast where real medical professionals discuss fake medical emergencies. That means that unless a man in a pretty floral bonnet just tried to end you, this podcast is not medical advice. If you need medical advice or medical care, please contact your doctor. Hi, everybody. I'm Jackson Vane. I'm Johnny Kolosinski. You might remember me from such podcasts as Hi, Everybody, a bad veterinarian podcast. It's so bad. That joke's from one person in the audience. No. Hi, Liz. <laughs> that was horrible. Uh, this is Hi, Everybody, a bad medicine podcast. Every week we talk about what Hollywood gets right and wrong about medicine and how the body works. Uh, with us once again this week is Dr. Greg Winter. Hi, everybody. So we've got some big news. You can find out about it on our social media channels at Hi, Everybody MD on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or Jackson. You can actually call us now and leave a message or text us at 530-DOCTORB. That's 530-362-8672. The, what do we agree on the, that extra B standing for now? The B is for Bobcast. Bobcast, yes. <laughs> so you can call us there, uh, give us ideas, let us know how we're doing, tell us we suck, whatever you want. Tell us how badly you want a call-in show. Correct. I can't wait for the day we do a call-in show. That's, that's going to be fantastic, and I'm sick that day. <laughs> uh, so this week we are going to be talking about a film that is 20 years old this month. Yeah, I feel real old about it now. Yeah, this this was uh, this and Titanic were the two iconic films of my high school. Oof. Which one is older? Titanic. Titanic. By like a year. Think, yep. Right? Titanic was freshman year. This was junior year. Uh, we are watching The Matrix, yep. the first one, the good one. <laughs> uh, we're not. We're, let's not use that term so like flippantly. <laughs> <laughs> it's still a great movie, and I'm going to stand by that. But the medicine in it, the medicine and the science are pretty hot doo doo. Yeah, I think Greg would probably agree with. That. I agree. I agree. Um, this was. I don't know. It's sort of. It's kind of a slog from a medicine standpoint. It's like uh, everything you're doing doesn't really make sense. Yeah. But I mean, it starts out with the bang with Trinity fighting people, and then she like does that little dive where she goes through the window and just comes out completely unscathed. I don't know what Matrix rules are, but if this is, I mean, at this point, we're still not sure that the Matrix is a computer simulation. But non-safety glass window injuries are usually pretty pretty horrific. Yeah. You. You don't just slide through that and spin around. It doesn't matter. No. Glass, real glass is real crumbly and real sharp. So she should do a little more than just get like a tiny little cut on like her eyebrow. Yeah. I think she, she, got the, she got the rock from Hobbs and Shaw cut. Um, <laughs> yeah. I went through a window and we need to show some redness. The nope. only thing that I've seen that I think did the window thing correctly is uh, when Josh Lyman punches through a window in The West Wing. I didn't see that. Oh my gosh. I, it's the perfect <laughs> show. Pass. <laughs> I mean, they did it pretty well in Saw 2. Okay. Okay. Fair. I fair, mean, fair. they didn't actually do the window thing, but the jagged pieces with the arm. I mm-hmm. mean, where she put her hand <laughs> yeah. in the trap yeah. and then pulled down and kind of... Just... I never want to reference Saw 2 for anything. The for ju- any sort of correction. I reference Saw 2 as one of my favorite episodes of this podcast so the, far. The Happy. juiciest episode that we ever <laughs> talked about. <laughs> For those who are unfamiliar with The Matrix, A, what's your problem? And B, brief synopsis is we live in a simulation and we're being used as batteries by robots in the future. That's that's really well summarized. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like I take notes. Also, Neo is Jesus. And also, Neo is Jesus. You yeah. learn that in the second scene. Right, you, you learn that later. Yeah. No, you li- literally no. in the second scene, he's he- called, you're my, per- you're my savior, my personal Jesus Christ by the guy he sells somebody's credit card oh, numbers yeah. <laughs> i did not make that connection until now just like how I, Tom... I said it when we watched it yesterday well, you also like looked up random trivia about this movie how neo is an anagram for the one and neo, said, neo is an anagram for one and thomas, and a. thomas anderson, a anderson the a stands a, for anagram yeah the a yeah. stands for anagram <laughs> these are very important imdb facts that i can't wait to divulge just remember right? anyone can leave an imdb fact anyone can you can reference this podcast on imdb <laughs> yeah. We uh, before we get into like plot by plot by plot points, yeah. Jackson, what do they say that the human body can do as a battery? So later, I think like later on when they're trying to explain the whole plot point about how humans get enslaved, Morpheus says that I'm trying to remember um, that a body can cre- create as much energy as a 120 volt battery or 25,000 BTUs of heat. 
25,000 BTUs is enough energy to boil 25,000 cubic centimeters of water. Or raise it, I'm sorry, raise raise it one degree. Yeah. And then also, it's equal to 10 horsepower. Okay. Um, Or 7.3 kilowatts. <laughs> what? Are I there, actually looked all this up. I was going to say, what like what is that analogous to something I could understand off the top of my head? Like six or seven PS4s. <laughs> For how long? Like running okay. off your body a continuously. Day. Okay. Okay. Um, or one um one lift one lift scooter. I think is a, a good, <laughs> good analogy for it because that has a, a little less than I think it has about that much uh, horsepower. I think it's just an oversimplification. Like yes, the body uses electrical signals. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can generate electricity not like consciously, but that's what that's how your body is doing stuff. Yeah. But you actually have to put, like, I energy thought, into your body for it to generate stuff. I thought of another analogy. It's, like, as much as a day at the Kentucky Derby. Just having all the horses <laughs> attached into one. <laughs> that's how much energy you create in a day. One Kentucky Derby race. That's a lot of energy. That is a lot of energy. In actuality, though, how much energy do we produce? You make 100 watts only. So that's, that's enough an... to pa- power... Oh, a... that's way less. Yeah. That's enough to power a light bulb An old on light a good bulb. Day. A 1999 yeah. light bulb on a good day, which and... makes the Adams family incredibly scientific. Correct. Uncle Fester <laughs> is actually more medically Cause, accurate cause than Because he Matrix. could only power that kind of a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was flickering on and And if you want to know... Do you guys have a guess on how much BTU-wise that turns into? I googled it already, so pass. No idea. So 200. 200 to 400. So slightly less than the 25,000 BTUs. It also feels like all the things that they mentioned are not analogous to one another. Yeah, basically you have enough body temperature to slightly warm up your bath. (laughs) That makes sense. Actually, that might be the most medically accurate term we've used. You you know what, you and your bath will come close to the same temperature. Right. That's what's... What's going to happen? What's going to win? The bath, like the ambient room temperature or your body to warm up the water? Or to cool down the yeah. water first. Or your to body is, because you're in the water. There. <laughs> I don't know. Everybody wins. Yes. Moving on back to... The movie. The, the movie itself. That's the general premise of The Matrix, which is slightly flawed. I do want to make a quick note here and say that when they wrote the movie, the Wachowski sisters didn't want it to be batteries. They wanted people to be processing as CPUs, and people at Warner Brothers said, nobody gets that. Why not batteries? It would have made more sense. Yeah. It would have made more sense now when people... Also, it would have made more sense, too, with all of them being connected like that and with the electrical arcs going up the yeah. towers. Yeah. Because I think Greg might have mentioned <laughs> it. The most efficient way to transmit energy is lightning. Yeah. This is not an electrician's podcast. No. <laughs> I would love to do just a 10-week series on everything scientifically wrong with the Matrix, though. Uh, so Phil Platt <laughs> From called every me. discipline. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just invite a new specialist every day and just talk about how bad this movie is oh, from scientific standpoints. Like, story from, point wise. From an entertainment standpoint, it's great. It's great. From, it was one wonderful. of my favorite movies in high school. Yeah. Like, it was the first thing it. I had on, the second thing I had on DVD after What Dreams May Come. Oof. Which <laughs> is very, very pretty. At a sad house. Yeah. <laughs> That's a sad house. Uh, apparently, we just don't like reality. Mm. That's just not the way to go. <laughs> um, but I guess when you kind of move on through the movie, um, Neo, after he's being told he's digital Jesus by people who he's bought, not quite told he's digital Jesus yet by people who bought his software. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, his, they're his personal savior, right. all that stuff. Um, he gets chased down by agents, and they put him in an interrogation room, right, where we see outside of Priscilla Queen of the Desert the first big appearance of Hugo Weaving. <laughs> <laughs> big role change for him yeah. on this one um but they put a bug in his belly button um for tracking reasons i believe is right one, and right? this bug is not powerful. a not it's, a, it's fully not, palm size correct it's not a metaphorical bug it's a literal bug yeah that, I, I think they're using a nice uh visual literary device here like they're putting the actual bug in him yeah and i think and visual wise i think it's funny how the bug entered his body because <laughs> it entered through his belly button like Michael Jordan going through a golf hole <laughs> on Space Jam. Well, rendering was expensive. They already had that put together. And also, your belly button is kind of just like scar tissue. It's probably the hardest place to get it. Like, any <laughs> other place on your body would probably be easier to get in. Yeah, I mean, there are some surgeries where they do go through the belly button. but that's Is that really a cosmetic reason? But that's, that's more mainly for... to hide new scar tissue. Yeah. But they usually use it for, like, insufflation, where they blow up the abdomen mm-hmm. so they can cut stuff. And sometimes they'll put a camera through that port 
can we step back for the non-doctors in the room, yeah. like um, me and the cat? Okay. Uh, and There's plenty of other people in this room right now. <laughs> it, it is the fullest room we've recorded in. Fair. Um, uh, what? Wait. Let's let's talk about inflation for a second. Yeah. You inflate someone's. Yeah. Belly? Yeah. Um, in certain types of surgery where they're going laparoscopically, that's when they're using uh, tiny tools and small incisions. In order to give themselves some space, they put in um, like a little probe and they fill that up with it, with air. It's actually not air. It's CO two, which is air. It's, I okay. That's that's the better answer. <laughs> they fill it up with not oxygen. They fill it up okay. with carbon dioxide so that you can't. Yes, like, filling up with <laughs> oxygen. That's and, the thing I yeah. was trying to. Say. You don't want to fill up the abdominal cavity with oxygen because they definitely use electricity to cauterize. Um, bleeding vessels and so and the oxygen spark, yeah you don't want a tummy explosion right it's, it's frowned upon so <laughs> they usually fill it up with some kind of inert gas um that way they can see the organs and whatnot and then once you're done with the surgery i remember this in medical school is um they tell me to push on the belly just to release all the gas as much as possible but they said don't worry if you can't get most of it out it'll be absorbed and they'll pass that gas later anyway I feel like we missed out on five seasons of Scrubs of just seeing this. Just belly stuff? Just just belly stuff. They don't talk about that on Scrubs because it's, it's, you know, very highly technical. And very highly awesome. It is. But if we go back to this Matrix thing, <laughs> when they put the, the bug in, you assume that it goes, like, way past, like, the skin and inside of your abdomen. Right, like he's hanging out actually in your stomach or yeah. something like that. And when they actually go and try to take it out... Using do... a, a weird scanner that's yeah. kind of ultrasound, kind of... And we were kind of talking about this. Is this ultrasound or is this fluoroscopy, yeah. which is just a live x-ray? And it's hard to say, because the picture's not very clear. I can't tell if that's a bug. I, I, well, I should take it back. You can definitely tell that there's a bug in there. You can't tell what the hell everything else is. You can is tell there's there. a bug, and you can tell that it's inside some part of your body, but you can't really see anything else. There's... It's like almost a drawing that looks like small intestine, but yeah. not really. But there's definitely no organs. It's just like, it's very nondescript, nonspecific. Yeah. All right. So we actually have an audience here while we're recording today. Yeah. You wanted to say something. First, introduce yourself. I'm uh, Dr. Nav Paul Singh, and a big <laughs> fan of The Matrix and a big fan of this podcast. What I wanted to say was uh, just a couple clarifications that going into uh, the belly button may not be the worst thing because... Scar tissue is type 3 collagen, which is actually weaker than type 1 collagen, which is what our skin is made out of. So it might be easier. Second of all, yeah, this bug is located definitely sub sub uh, subcutaneously because... So what does that mean? Which means that it's right underneath the skin. And the reason that we know this is because they say that the bug is moving and you can see it moving underneath his skin so you can see it moving under his skin but you don't see organs and stuff being moved above and below it right so if it was something that was in the organ that would be intraperitoneal which is much deeper and would not be visible but also i would say too that it's not just skin it's skin muscle and then organs too exactly so it depends which layer he's in in this very it's very nondescript yes the bug is definitely (laughs) somewhere yeah (laughs) they, they suck him out yeah, and they suck them out. And the amount of force that it would be required to take that bug <laughs> out is much more than a little machine that they have. Would it come out so cleanly out of the belly? Yeah, button? it comes out so cleanly it because there's so no well. yeah. there's there's no injury that we see on the body. We just no. see a little bit of like red jello. Yeah. yeah. But this, it's like mega liposuction, I guess, if you think of it that way too. <laughs> Except just targeted into the tiniest little opening, which is his belly button. And the other thing is, if it, the bug was in his, like, abdominal cavity, it would probably latch onto, like, some intestines. There'd be more poop. I know I complain there's not enough blood on, like, <laughs> Yeah, but for about. once, not enough poop. Not enough poop. And the other thing is, it just sucks it straight through the skin, and you need some sort of incision. Your skin is a pretty good barrier for just random stuff that's happening. That's how we keep all of our insides inside of us. Yeah. Um, and you gotta do something to, to break it. It's like... When we've talked about before those um, those air pressure injectors, mm-hmm. you really have to have tons of force. And if you're sucking something out of there, it's like that would be 
even more ridiculous. Yeah. Theory, the uh-huh. machine just has a cheat code and has clipping turned off. <laughs> <laughs> I used to play Doom 2 all the time, and yeah. that's how I played... ID no clip? Yeah, ID no clip, and I walked through walls nonstop, and that's how I found <laughs> that one boss where it was just his head. Yep. Yep, and you shoot him and he cries. John Romero's head. Yep. Good. All the time. <laughs> I did not know that. You did not know about the ID no clip code? Ah, uh, that's how I cheated the video game. So much Doom on. gives me vertigo. I'm good with most other ones, but Doom. What about Portal? Ah, uh, no, that one does too. No, I can watch Portal, Portal videos. Gives, Portal gives my wife vertigo too. Portal makes you pukies. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's that's not a good way to go. So where should we move from here? Well, from there, the next big scene that we get is seeing the farms themselves. No, and no. What? Oh, can we go back? One oh yeah, second? I'm sorry. Uh, when he learns about the Matrix, mm-hmm. and they're about to go into the real world again. Oh, right. Right before that, we, we so see... He, he takes the pill. Oh, yeah, yeah. The blue pill or the red pill, and he takes the red pill and learns about how the real world's not real. Or the Matrix is not the real world, and he needs to go to the real world. Mm-hmm. So they set him up with a bunch of monitors, like cardiac monitors. Why is there a sticker on his neck? <laughs> <laughs> they're not, not, just your pulse. They just want your pulse. Oh, okay. But they had a sticker on his neck, I think one on his forearm. And one, like, right on the, on the back, back of his, his neck. Yeah. yeah. Like, right right where the port would be. Yeah, so they're measuring all so that may- So maybe this is some kind of medical technology that's only known in the Matrix, because it's definitely not known in our world. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Or maybe it's bad. <laughs> yeah, which is more likely the thing, because they have him in that. He touches the goop. Uh, he turns into Lawnmower Man. <laughs> yeah, and then um, it is the height of 1999 CGI. It did not. They age went well. from uh, Terminator 2 mm-hmm. making people liquefied, liquefied people into humans. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, the they exact same graphics five years later. Yeah, but it holds up in T2 though. It, it does, does, but not at all in this. Everyone looks way too shiny. And right, it just looks really off. But then they say they go on. Um, he goes into fibrillation, and they show his heart rate monitor, which just looks like a. Like a five-year-old who took a crayon to a paper and just scribbled up and down. It does look like V-Fib, though. It's too sharp to be V-Fib, you know? Yeah, V-Fib wouldn't be that sharp. Yeah. The angles are too sharp. I guess. Yeah. ER doctors, they they do know what they're talking about. <laughs> it, looks like, it looks like there was an earthquake that happened, and it looks just like a seismograph kind of thing. Just kind of that kind of shaking. It doesn't quite look real enough. But then he goes into a rest, and then he finally ends up in the real world. Right. He ends up in the real world, and he's got... Like, 34 different ports on him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a port in his, both of his nipples. Those are obviously <laughs> priorities. Wait, wait. No, no, no. No, no. Above they were not. They were above his Oh, they nipples. were above his nipples. He clearly still had nipples. <laughs> you can see he had nipples. Yeah. I think they, they were on his nipples in one shot and not on his nipples in another. Oh, really? Possibly. Uh, somebody, uh, hi, everybody, podcast at gmail.com. Tell me I'm wrong. Um, How many nipples do I count? Yeah. <laughs> Greg will have this booked before the, the, the episode is live. Uh, but so he's got ports going like in the back of his head, like we talked about, all, one on each arm, all down his spine. Every every spot on his spinal column. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are those what would the use of all of those different? It it seems really weird, and like clearly this is some you know fictional future technology. But you need an input and an output, basically. And mm-hmm. you can do both. You can do your breathing input through your nose or mouth. And you can do the food input either through veins or your mouth also. And then you just have your output down below. To be fair, he had like Matrix or Matrix style underwear on. So I don't know <laughs> yeah, where the output comes out. It's true. But they, they are, definitely covered his modesty. The future is very, very modest. Yeah, robots... Are okay with looking at you naked, just not completely. <laughs> They're naked. okay yeah. with nipples. They're yeah. just no ding dings. <laughs> they they didn't want that MA seventeen exactly yeah. rating. They wanted to be able to sell the game at Walmart. Yeah. It just that's it, it. doesn't make any sense because there's really nothing you're getting in or out of the body from any of those other spots on his body. You could make the case that maybe it's a more efficient way to collect electricity, but more wires, more resistance as well. Not a physics podcast. Not a physics podcast. With, and I can't think of any reason, you know, with my years of experience as a podcast host, I can't think of any reason that to render the Matrix better, you would need to tap into the bottom of someone's spine. Yeah. That's where the knowledge comes from. Oh. Oh. All of it, like, from, from right above our coccyx? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Also, why was it to... The knowledge hole. The knowledge hole <laughs> is right above your butthole. 
That's why in the human centipede, their <laughs> mouth was so high above their mouth. <laughs> they were passing knowledge right at the and knowledge hole. Cool. See, and oh now my. we've come full circle. Yeah. yeah. Full oh, sequence. I, I can't wait. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't wait to for you to ask a stupid question at the end of it. <laughs> um, the other thing I kind of made note of was, why was the tube in his throat so large? Yeah, that... I don't know if that's a feeding tube or a breathing tube. So you probably understand better because you have done intubations and I've only done that in training. But, mm-hmm. you know, if you're going to if you're gonna put a tube down someone's throat so that they can breathe easier, mm-hmm. there's a certain depth you go down. Because if you go too far, then you end up down one, down one side of... Correct. Yeah. So I don't know why... A, that thing is, like, super thick. Um, like, very thick. So I don't know. That would definitely not go down your throat. Very well. Uh, it'll probably just blast open your vocal cords, and those vocal cords will never open or close again. Which we see him talk later. So. Yeah, so we know that's not the case. Um, he should also have a raspier voice if he did get to. It'd be great if all of the real world scenes were just everybody whispering about <laughs> yeah. this. Because <laughs> that's that, essentially that would be much more realistic. Have yeah. you ever had tasty wheat? Yeah. <laughs> also, how the other thing is, if he did have that tube down his throat and let's say it went past his um like esophageal sphincter that kind of closes off between your esophagus and your stomach if it's been like kept open for that long everything he eats will just reflux over and over again so his vomiting scene when he got like stressed out (laughs) we would be like daily yeah Yeah. and also everyone would look very uncomfortable after eating yeah (laughs) if he lied down flat at any point he'd just be clutching it's just like oh god the whole time. That's why Matrix Revolution was sponsored by Pepsi Day. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know why the tube was so big, but that was a very like disturbing kind of thing that I saw in there. And like you'll see the babies that are grown in the fields, they all had the tube in already with the nostrils. And that was kind of a point of discussion that I'm still not sure yet is, were these kids genetically born with holes already or ports in their neck or did someone else put them in afterwards in jackson's notes he literally has debate, debate. exclamation point <laughs> <laughs> genetic born with port or implanted after My... things that are not organic do not grow on their own correct there's got to be some changing in and out maybe there's a it's like your but shower head so where you can unscrew a... and you can re-screw in a new thing i mean the, so the borg makes it work they so make it work here's... so if they did have something that could be screwed on or off why did the people who were born naturally, quote unquote, in Zion have no ports at all? Because, because they were born naturally and didn't just have that surgically but done wondering, but, in vitro. But those are all people that were grown already, right? Like, was that part of their genetic code? Like, eventually, no. Event, that's I'm saying off. that it can't. It, it's it, not part of your genetic code to have something that is not organic. But they're grown. They were grown, right. and, and as they were being grown in vitro, There's, you they know what? Had I'm going to cross out debate. There's no reason for debate. Clearly, those <laughs> so are added they were... after the babies are born. So when they're on the tree, someone goes in and goes, they're, Yeah, those little spider robots. Little spiders are there. <laughs> and that's, I think, what we were talking about with spider ports. Yeah. yeah. But then you, would, then you would have to say that each of these ports would be changed as the individual yeah. grows. Yeah. And I think they can. Yeah. When, and, I mean, they're, they're, sure, so they you can. lost your baby ports? But then, yeah, <laughs> you lose your baby ports. No, but the people that are the people that are born in Zion, no one ever puts ports in them, so that's why they don't. So have they ports. never lost their baby ports. No, <laughs> no, they still have their wisdom they, ports. They get a, okay. <laughs> they get a port later when they're ready to jack into the matrix. But what I would say is that my argument would be that these robots are not that smart, are they? Because if they're wasting efficiency and time and parts to give new ports to baby ports and then adult ports when they could like genetically engineer yeah, people to just have i mean this is just a bad like hearing what the what the what the wachowskis wanted to do originally makes so much more sense yeah because humans are an inefficient battery so it just like makes it all ridiculous me, anyway that's twenty five thousand yeah. bts of energy <laughs> you're talking about that's here. that's a lot of energy that's a lot of energy but i think the most important port that they had was in the back of their neck right which jacks them into the I mean, business. and in truth, that's the only one that matters, yeah. right? Because once they're out, that's the only port that they get put in. Yeah. And, yeah, that's that's a bad place to put it. I agree. I, I mean, it's not... Who knows what you have to do to have the Matrix work? Mm-hmm. It's just... That's a real important place to put it. Yeah. it why is that? Uh, it's kind of the base of your brain. It's your brainstem. It controls a lot of your body's just kind of functions that make it work automatically. Like, the things that you aren't normally thinking about. And just, like... 
instrumenting that over and over again, it's sort of a recipe for just killing yourself. Disaster. The brainstem is where, that's basically what keeps you alive. So your breathing, your pulse, and all that stuff. So having something that just stabs straight through it repeatedly over and over again just is a bad idea. Um, In the ER, that's one of those things that if you... The, the brainstem, if it gets sucked through the hole at the base of your skull, you're pretty much dead. Because it's it's what does all of your autonomous responses. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's one of those weird things where we talk about brainstem herniation a lot. Have you guys ever experienced anything like yeah. you have? What, yeah. you mean like... No, I mean me personally, no. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> but I have seen patients who have herniated a few times, yeah. From what? Um, gunshot wounds, so their brain sure. swells a lot. Um, you'll have patients that have a bleed oh, that's expanding well. their head, so it's a closed system. So the pressure has to release somehow. Right. And if there's no crack or hole on the top of your head, it all pushes down into that what we call the foramen so magnum. You, you've talked about before that trepanation is still a thing. Yeah, they still do like burr yeah, holes. No, yeah, burr holes. Yeah. yeah. So and, neurosurgery will actually go in with a drill and just go and just make a hole so that pressure can release. Or even ER docs. I've yeah. done a burr hole. I have not yet on your kid. Uh, not, I, I hope you never have to. <laughs> yeah. It's like a scary situation. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. That's one of those things like we'll look at scans of their head and uh, it's a very pediatric thing to say but if I don't see a happy face pattern <laughs> then we know we're in a bad situation because the happy face tells me there's still open spaces and the, the kid's going to be okay. But the minute the happy face is gone... From, like, the, from, from the like swelling. the folds in the, ba- the brain swelling? Well, the kind ventricles. Of, the ventricles, okay. which is like a, like a space in the middle of the brain. Once those, that, those spaces kind of collapse or are very constricted, then I know there's no room for the brain to swell anymore. So it's a scary thing to see, but that's when, when we talk about the brainstem being very important to keeping you alive... Seeing uh, a very long rod that gets put in to the point where it probably would reach the front of your brain. Yeah, yeah. You, you, we're once again on Uma Thurman moments of this needle is longer than the person. <laughs> Correct. Yes. <laughs> exactly. And this needle is definitely longer than everyone's skull in this movie. Yeah, that's a, it's a scary <laughs> thing. Every time it goes like, oh, it's going to come out the front. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to watch it like they put it. In, uh, there's nothing to guide it to go straight. At the so very what, least, you expect his eyes to cross a little. That's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or one eyeball to just accidentally whoop, hey. just pop right out. Sorry. <laughs> Can we talk about how this, how everyone is maintained with energy in the, the Matrix? Like how they feed the bodies that are connected? It's human centipede rules. It is. It's basically. <laughs> liquefied dead people. Liquefied dead people that are fed to you intravenously. Wouldn't the supply end at some point? Like you can't They'd just... also need corn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they need tasty wheat. Tasty, tasty wheat. Tasty wheat, yeah. Can we describe what tasty wheat is? Tasty wheat uh, is, well, it is described as looking and tasting like snot, but it is described it looks technically. Like <laughs> it looks like oatmeal with corn in it. With corn in it, yeah. Um... Technically, what is it, though? It's a single-celled protein made with synthetic vitamins, minerals, and amino acids. Give the audience a second to facepalm, <laughs> and then say why everything about that is wrong. I mean, it's just using things that don't agree with it. Like, like a single-cell protein. Right. Proteins aren't cells. single cells. They're not cells. They're, they're, proteins they're, are protein. they're proteins. Proteins are contained in cells. Yeah. Correct. As are amino acids. Yes. As are... Uh, all the other things that they bring up. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. you are very correct. And proteins are made of amino acids. So okay. think, think of a cell as a balloon, and inside the balloon, there's little Legos. And those Legos would be proteins. And the thing that makes the proteins are amino acids. Okay. Yes. And vitamins are their own thing. Correct. Much like David S. Pumpkins. <laughs> I kind of killed the metaphor there. Yeah, you did. <laughs> that one fell flat on its face. That's a good one. Keep it. Let, let's say let's say it's kind of like Billy Zane. You should always trust your friend Billy Zane. All right, like, he's a cool guy. <laughs> Proteins are a cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, vitamins are cool guys. Fair. And then as the movie moves on, you know, Neo gets his training. He gets he get he gets all sorts of information uploaded. Correct through Kazaa. Because it's 1999. Or Morpheus. <laughs> or Morpheus. Or Morpheus. This is very fitting of a file sharing service to use with this one. After everyone learns how to do stuff, Neo gets tested by Morpheus on um, all of his activities. And he, well, after the training, he wakes up and he wonders why he's so sore and why he has blood coming out of his mouth. 
And it all comes down to the basic rule that if you get hurt in the Matrix, you get hurt or die in real life. Because the brain is so strong, it makes things real. This is a thing that in in entertainment is often like provided as sort of 100% the truth and accepted. And it's just not true. Yes, your brain is really powerful and your brain is tells your body how to experience things, but your brain can't like cause My brain's not going to break my rib. Right. <laughs> your brain's not going to cause gunshot wounds that open through your skin. Right. Or cause internal bleeding. The idea that if you die in the Matrix, your brain dead, conceivable, fits within the world of the universe. The idea that you're going wait, wait, wait. to start... I thought we ended up in limbo when we die in dream. That's that's uh, Christopher Nolan. He hasn't even made Memento yet. Okay. Give it time. Um, the idea that your brain is actively causing physical wounds to manifest is more along the lines of stigmata. Yeah. It can cause pain because pain is your reaction to any kind of stressor, be it a noxious stimuli, like something painful, or it could be emotional. Like, as an ER doctor, you'll see a lot of patients that come in with chronic abdominal pain. And sometimes we can't find the source of it, but stress can definitely manifest with pain. For sure. It is a it is a thing that happens. Like we're not saying the pain is fake, but we are saying that the pain can be caused by something that is not um physical manifestation. Mm-hmm. And as you're a pediatric ER doc, you I'm sure have seen that many times because a lot of children will present with abdominal pain when the setting of the social situation. Exactly. Yeah, and the way I kind of explain it, and it's the dumbest way I've ever explained it, and it works, though, is the term going with... You know when you say think with your gut or going with your gut feeling? When you think too hard with your gut, it starts hurting a lot. (laughs) And you're thinking way too hard with your gut. We need to figure out how to make your gut not think so hard anymore. So GD, 100% medically accurate. Correct. So that's why I try to tell families, like, you know, this is one of the situations where there's nothing physically wrong with the stomach or the intestines, but there's so much stress that it's overwhelming and it's leaking out of your brain and now affecting other parts of your body. And as silly as that that explanation is, it kind of makes sense, though, because if you had a divorce in the family or you saw someone get killed or hurt really badly, your brain can't fully process it. So it's basically offloading that emotional stress to other parts of the body to process that same amount of stress. And usually that's one way I can convince certain families once we reached a dead end in their workup to actually get counsel. And we came up with a really good analogy to this um, earlier when we said uh, when you have a dream and in your dream you die, do you die? No. 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 You You don't. You end up in limbo. You end up in limbo. (laughs) I know Um, this. I've watched (laughs) many movies. In tummy limbo is where you end up. <laughs> With all that stress, that's where you end up. Tummy limbo. The, so, the, I mean, the reason why I sort of stop mid-sentence is because I have seen people who have had, like, alert, like, they're, I've seen skin changes based on people's, like, just brain angst. And mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, like, that is a physical change in your body, and it's, whatever. This is, none of that matters. I just. But it's not to the extent of bullet wounds and broken right. ribs. Mm-hmm. Whatever. But there's something to be said for what you said. Right. I mean, your brain is really, really powerful. Like, yeah. it, it, it controls can... everything about the world that you experience. Yeah. So, you, it can it can certainly affect you in a lot of ways. It's just, if you die in your dreams, you don't die. You don't die. I'm looking through my notes, and I wrote something really stupid, but I kind of want to talk about it. Is If everyone is grown, why does everyone look <laughs> so different in the thing, in the Matrix? They might have just had a lot of different... DNA to pull from. That is very <laughs> true. That is a great question. I don't think I understand your question. So, like, everyone... There should be very close similarities to other individuals if they're all grown from the same line of chromosomes. Right? Oh, oh. I was thinking grown as in adults. No. What I meant is, like, they're grown in a field, so they all relative, share relatively the same DNA kind of thing. So why does everyone look so different? In the My fan theory is that there are, like, <laughs> 55 different servers and it's like playing Ultima Online and but again, so 55 different people the computers, and then the computers wouldn't care would they? They yeah, wouldn't a, care if people look the same or different Yeah. so why would they waste their time on creating diversity? Well maybe the rendering renders the diversity and the people all do look like Keanu Reeves like, like <laughs> you, only see, you only see Keanu, him get pulled Keanu out Reeves. 
what he's not the only one that got pulled out because the rest. But of the you crew, only see him get pulled. Maybe, maybe they can only pull out one person from each server farm because otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> So every there has to be genetic diversity amongst farms. <laughs> exactly. Go go to each plantation of people and just pull them in. Okay. Just pull one. Yeah. That's the one from every <laughs> server. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh my god, my my mind just exploded. <laughs> He's the one from that server, server X two five whatever number it is. N E O. N E O. Yeah. N E zero. N three zero. Whoa. Oh god. <laughs> The, there's one movie trope that we've been seeing a lot, too, is if you had internal bleeding, you get blood from the mouth. Yeah, and we've talked about this a couple times, but this happened quite a few times in this one, where it correlates with the previous discussion we had was, can your brain be so strong that you get internal bleeding? I mean, the only the, thing it, that's close to it... You can give it, yourself an ulcer. That's the only thing I can think of that's close to it, is getting and a stress ulcer. if you gave ulcer. yourself an ulcer and you bled from your ulcer, you would throw up and vomit blood. So maybe when Mouse got shot... 88 times <laughs> he had gave to do himself 88 ulcers <laughs> and just started coughing up blood non-stop from that and that's what did him in um usually but, but that would be vomiting though it wouldn't be the same as coughing in which case mouse coughed yeah so that would be more associated with a lung bleed yeah because it would be a frothier bleed which yeah. kind of <laughs> <laughs> look I always say there should be more blood, but now let's make sure we get the right blood in it. So, <laughs> the right frothy. Lung blood? Frothy. Uh, stomach blood, at least if it's like in your actual stomach, if it the blood hits the acid, you get coffee ground blood. Like you know? and, and bilis, possibly? Uh, that depends. It, it could be bilious, but that's mu- like if you're affecting something around your liver area more than anything. And more. it would be bilious if it went down below the ligament of trites. So. <laughs> We're getting real technical <laughs> on this one. But that that would be the thing. So I don't think there's any way you can get that kind of mental stress to the point where you're coughing up blood like that. I yeah, mean, it'll be fun. I, don't, I mean, I, that ulcer example is a really good example of your brain is a real powerful. Yeah. yeah. So he did that, get... 80, it, takes, it takes lots of time, though. Yeah, he got 88 stress ulcers from just being shot that many times. <laughs> um, and we know that ulcers take time to fold. Yes. And then, why do people die when the plug is pulled? That's that's the big question. Is so Cipher, who um, is basically me with a goatee, um, <laughs> is going through the Nebuchadnezzar, which is the ship in the, ma- the in, in the real world, unplugging everybody uh, in order of importance to the plot. And <laughs> no reverse order. Uh, yeah, reverse order um, of of importance to the plot. And as he unplugs them. They die both in the Matrix and in real life. Yeah. Much like in the real world, in our world, when you wake up from a dream, you die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to use the example of when I use my laptop and it gets disconnected from the internet, my laptop explodes. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's essentially what they're saying is that something that was working connected to a network, once disconnected from the network, no longer works. Right. It's not like. I'm playing Ultima Online because it's 1999, and my mom picks up the phone, and my character dies. It's my mom picks up a phone, and the house explodes. <laughs> my mom catches fire. Yeah. And in, I mean, while they're in plugged into the Matrix, they're not on any other life support stuff. Like they're they're not on a breathing machine. They're no. not. They don't have an IV. I think one time Neo does have an IV, but basically, it doesn't seem like being into the Matrix really is taxing your physical body. I mean, I guess in the right set of circumstances... I mean, they're monitoring his vital signs all the time. You can tell because there's a video of his heart. Right, but they're just kind of measuring how fast his heart is beating. There's nothing... There's no other actual information up there. And the only information that we ever get from it is when his heart stops. They had an EEG going, too. I know, because it was labeled EEG. (laughs) (laughs) The other thing is if you're taking out that big needle and you're just not being careful you could maybe do some damage there but it looks like he kind of just pulls it straight out so to me there's no reason why that should kill you that that should wake you up so you can beat up cypher you you might just be upset because you just your whole reality just changed but you've done it but you've done it daily every time you dreamed yes dreamt dreamt this is not grammar podcast we'll just talk about one more scene and it's at the end We've got two more scenes to two discuss. Two more scenes. So oh. first, at the end, let's talk about Neo, who dies in the Matrix, okay. and then dies in the real world, uh-huh. 
and then comes back to life. Yes. So he got shot a bunch of times. He's the only one who got shot a bunch of times and did not cough up blood. That's correct. <laughs> and he got shot in his chest, so if anyone was going to cough up blood... It would have been him. Probably him. He's the guy with the frothy blood that should have been coughing up, but he didn't. I will say that in The Matrix, I feel like him getting shot a bunch of times had enough blood. Yeah. When we saw all that blood on the on the wall as he slid down to his death. Or to his being dead. Yeah, yes. yeah. But there was none in the real world. There was none in the real world, though. And there shouldn't have been. His, his brain cannot create bullet holes through his body. The Matrix, exactly enough blood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just for that one part, yes. But then they show his heart stop. And then... And then they actually show him flatline. And, and then they no turn off the monitor on his heart. Yeah. Stop monitoring his heart for some reason. Like, oh, he's dead. Turn it off. But they didn't. They didn't try to shock him or anything like that. No one got shocked. Oh, sorry. I take it back. A lot of people got shocked, <laughs> but not to bring him back to life. Exactly. Yeah. Um, we were talking about it a little bit beforehand, but just because your heart is not pumping blood doesn't mean your brain no longer has electrical impulses going through it. So, like, to be pronounced dead, you have to have a specific set of sequence, like, a specific exam that actually tells someone that you're dead. And that is what the definition of brain death is. They don't go any th- through any of that in this Because his movie. eyes are closed the whole time. His eyes are closed and his heart is stopped. I mean, normally if this was a hospital setting, you know, and, and somebody had a uh, resuscitate order for themselves, then people would come rushing in, they'd be giving drugs, they'd be pushing on his chest, they'd be breathing in his lungs to try to uh, restart his circulation. I mean, this is all for artistic license, none of that happens here. Alternatively, can a girl who has a crush on you <laughs> on the internet sit on you and kiss you? Was that her CPR? That was her CPR. Yeah, I thought that was what we had talked about, that that was her breathing into him life. (laughs) (laughs) But that's how he came back to life. And the question is, like, I think my only weird thing about it was, can he be so cognizant enough to just go like, oh yeah, this is all fake, and now I'm alive again. That's that's the conceit of the whole movie, Yeah. Realizing that none of that is actually there, it's all his in his mind, so you can do whatever you want. Or the other thing, as Greg said, is that real they really shoehorned in that love story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the real power of the one, mm-hmm. which is the nanogram for Neo, uh, is to say, wait, this is bullshit. Right. Correct. That is exactly what it is. So it's just being a sarcastic bastard. No wonder the internet loves the this movie. <laughs> yeah. Neo, the, the original troll of all of it, doesn't believe anything he sees on the internet. Um, there's one important scene that we didn't cover okay. that we talked about a lot before recording, which mm-hmm. is um, Neo's surgery as he moves from being one of the bodies in the battery farm uh-huh. to, on the Nebuchadnezzar, oh, a real yeah. person, uh, where they are rebuilding his atrophied muscles jackson why did you have a problem with this because he didn't really use any of his muscles so this it's really hard to rebuild it i think what i caught him he's like veal yeah he is <laughs> he's in a confined cage has never moved in his life and now they're trying to rebuild it he has tender soft muscles neil is veal in this situation there's no way they can regenerate it by putting a bunch of what was it like at least a thousand needles into his body and tried to semi acupuncture semi pinhead yeah looks like some sort of electric stimulation machine and here's the other thing too if he was really atrophied how did he bust through the top of it (laughs) yeah he's never used those muscles before there's no way that he can move those muscles he wouldn't be able to move probably yeah yeah I think the the opening scene of that whole part was he would just lie there and just kind of wiggle like a worm for a second and go, well, I can't move anymore. This and then, sucks. Yeah, and then the robot would come in, take the thing out of his head, drop him in the water, and he would just sink to the bottom. And he would drown. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then we wouldn't have had the Messiah moment of him Correct. rising out of the ooze. The only muscles that he was probably using are his cardiac muscles mm-hmm. and his diaphragm. That's probably the only muscles he used. It not is. even his lungs? Well, not his lungs, because he was in a pool of water. The diaphragm would be the thing that controls okay. it, because yeah. your lungs don't have muscle. Your diaphragm's the thing that actually oh, okay. generates the inspiratory but that's a But that's a good point, is that if he had these tubes going out into his stomach and whatnot, if he was receiving oxygen intravenously or however, then he wouldn't be required to use the diaphragm, in which case he wouldn't even be breathing. 
that. The first thing you would do is be coughing up a bunch of gross gel. That's the first thing that would happen. After <laughs> after someone lifted his head out of the ooze, <laughs> a bunch of this gross gel, and then maybe they would see. Yeah. Also, what was that water that he fell into? I don't know. That was weird. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe they were just... The was, water... No, this wouldn't even make sense. I was going to say... Was that the toilet? Yeah. I thought, it, I thought it was like a sewer system. You guys have I, seen claw machines before. There's always water at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking, well, maybe that's what they use for coolant, but that doesn't make sense if they're using in this heat. Yeah. Unless that's where the heat is all, but then they'd all, already be in water. It would make more sense if it was coolant if this was a CPU. Right. But thanks, <laughs> Warner Brothers. Is that I blame Joel Silver. I mean, is that toilet where they liquefy people and refeed it back to people? Could be. That, could be. that would it would be bad that he landed in it then. Yeah, <laughs> probably stinky toilet water. Well, ground I mean, up person water. Persons, mm-hmm. though, yeah, yeah. Which then begs the question: Where's the blade? It's at the bottom. (laughs) It's a giant people blender. It just (laughs) renders you down into a single cell protein. (laughs) (laughs) That's where tasty wheat comes from. Tasty wheatest people is essentially where we're ending this thing. Alright. Okay. If that's where we're ending this thing, then I have an important question. No. (laughs) I don't know how to answer it. The human centipede bills itself as 100% medically accurate. If that's true, how medically accurate is the Matrix, Dr. Greg Winter? I mean, I gotta give it artistic license for dealing with stuff in the future, so maybe things are gonna be slightly different in one way or another. I gotta give it leeway about stimulating muscles, like, eh, maybe. (laughs) Um, But in general... Trying to figure this out has made me more and more cynical from week to week. (laughs) (laughs) A toughie. There isn't a lot of medicine in here. No, There's just isn't. a lot of ridiculous stuff that they gloss over. I don't know. Let's say 35%. Oh, oh you're much That is too I much. S- what? I was going to say 50. What the hell is going we're, on? We're playing the, sci- the science of the future game kind of situation. Fine. Because uh, compared to some of the other movies we've talked about, like I've, I've graded some pretty harshly. I think... Hobbs and Shaw actually gave a surprisingly higher yeah, score. Yeah, Hobbs and Shaw got like a 70. <laughs> yeah. 50, See, 40, I, 50. I agreed with your guys' statement about the human centipede. <laughs> well, the human centipede I builds itself. Yeah. I thought it was I thought it was done fairly well. Um, this, however, I mean, <laughs> was not. <laughs> For me, I would probably give it a... Nine and a half percent. No, <laughs> that might be our what? lowest grade. That's that's our lowest grade so far. Why the Why half? The half? <laughs> yeah, because ten's too high. Ten's too high. Because ten's too high. Just ten's too much. Nine is probably a little low. So just so, cut so the difference, Jackson. Oh, I, I said like forty to fifty. Forty to fifty. Now I feel really bad about it, but I'm sick of <laughs> my guns. So whatever. All right, and um, so if you're gonna rewrite the Matrix. Um, it's 1999. We're still using CRT monitors. Um, <laughs> keeping that in mind, things have changed a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, the like his the, his the 17 monitors <laughs> seem so high tech now, and yeah. seems like a normal workstation. <laughs> yeah. Um, but how would you keep the stakes high while making the movie more medically accurate? Okay, so the atrophied muscle kind of situation. We can start with that part. You can make it just as high stakes with him not being able to move super well or being very spindly and weak. You could add, yeah, you could either add a line about how they exercise the bodies in in their little tubs, or or you make, make it or like, you find somebody who's just really really skinny. Like if do it like Captain America before he got the super serum. Yeah, right. You know, pretty weak, couldn't do anything, and then they build him up through a musical montage of some sort with electrical activity, and that's the way they bulk them up. Or, if your body is reacting to things that happen to you in the Matrix, then yeah. then you move a little bit <laughs> right. when you lift up a heavy box. Yeah, they could have put them in like a like a hamster ball kind of situation. <laughs> you know, having them run and you know, explore his space. <laughs> That's one way. He'll never know that it's not real, but he still has the, the tactile stimuli that makes it look like it's real. So Black Mirror, 16 million merits combined with The Matrix. <laughs> yes. I mean, that would be one way I would do it. Um, 
the extracting the bug thing i don't know how to fix that that just i mean it's just not realistic in the first place it's not realistic at all and then they show the bug in the midst of his intestines but you see it's subcutaneous underneath the skin and yet maybe he has prune belly I mean, maybe he's missing a peritoneal cavity. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He might have prune belly. Prune belly means you don't have any abdominal muscles. So it's basically just skin, and then you can actually see the intestines underneath. That's why your stomach looks like a prune. So he could have prune belly, but those abs don't say prune belly. Those abs are pretty solid. So, um, yeah, uh, there's not. It's it's hard. I mean, the more yeah, the more I'm thinking about it, I'm like, this movie didn't have a lot of accurate. I mean, this movie had a lot of possible future medicine, but not a lot of medicine that's accurate for right now. Yeah, yeah. like especially that you know, if you have a tube in someone's throat for more than about two weeks, you're pretty much you end up with some sort of damage to your vocal cords. Yeah, that's when you end up with the trach, <laughs> which is just that's why they that's why they usually cords. put one in after yeah. about seven days. Weeks. Yeah, seven days. So, Neo was in for, what, 30... 30-odd years. Yeah, 32 years and 51 weeks and 14 days too long. Something like that. Yeah. No, not good. And then also, you know, grinding up animal parts and feeding them to that same animal, that's... We've had some bad stuff happen from that in the real world. Like, that's where we got mad cow <laughs> Like non-single-cell so. proteins. Yeah. So, so, basically, that's... It, this is this is like an unsustainable system. Probably yeah. something would go wrong much earlier. You're gonna run out of the source. A lot of a lot of work for batteries. Yeah, and not even efficient batteries for that that matter. So well, according to them, they're according very to them, efficient. very but, efficient. But according to real life, not yeah, efficient. No. Yeah, so, I assume that there's no way that you could reprogram humans to run it like 900 degrees. It's not a bioengineering podcast. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Next week. <laughs> on, on our 14-part series on what the hell, The Matrix. Anything else we want to add on the good or bad? Well, it, was there good medicine in The Matrix? There, Anything you want to highlight medicine in the Matrix? of what they did right? Hmm. <laughs> I'm yeah, leaving in this long. entire pause. Oh. <laughs> um. I mean, is The Matrix entertaining? Yes. 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 Do I really much. like this movie? Yes. 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 Yeah. Has it aged well? No. <laughs> as, as I've learned more, I can I can nitpick at it differently. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go, podcast ruining movies I love. That's what we're here for. I I can't think of what it really did well, other than have very high stakes and create a digital world that I am afraid of <laughs> in the future. But it was quite entertaining. And yeah. The yeah. action scenes were phenomenal for the time. Yeah. So. It introduced us to bullet time. It introduced yeah. us to bullet time. So those are all really great things. Just don't watch it for the scientific explanations of <laughs> yeah. random stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, tune in next week, folks, as we probably ruin another movie that Jackson liked at one point in time. <laughs> or a TV show. Or a TV show. Can't just stick um, on just some movies. If you're listening to this as it's released, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, if you're listening to this with your family, sorry, I said the S word earlier. You did? Um, I did. Uh, I honestly didn't hear it because I'm so used to all the swearing all the time. <laughs> and thanks for listening. You can find this podcast at Hi Everybody MD on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can search Hi Everybody Pod, Hi Everybody, a Bad Medicine podcast on all the major platforms, including yeah. Spotify. Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, yeah. all um, fun stuff. If you want to help us record an intro, as yeah. you heard earlier here, um, earlier in the episode, you can find the script at hieverybody.libson.com and send it to us via an email at hieverybodypodcast at gmail.com. All the information's on there and on all of our social media. Also, if you want to call us and annoy us or tell us how great we did. Or even text us. Or text us, which will come through to us, 530-DOCTORB. The extra B is for Batrix. God. That's five three zero three six two eight six seven two. All right. Uh thanks everybody for being part of this conversation. And we will see you next week. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.